Catherine Fleischman do tell PR. Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, I'm so happy to have this guest. I've been trying to get her on for at least two years. Yes, <laughs> because she's so behind the scenes, but she is responsible for so many interviews that you have seen or listened to here. She is a publicist. I just call her Kat. Catherine, you can call her. She might change her name, her email, maybe, you know, even her phone numbers because she really does <laughs> ride with those celebrities who are, you know, private jets aren't new to her. Yachts in Miami aren't new to her. And let me just say it, so she she might not know it. She's not the most liked publicist out there because we're in some PR groups and I've heard her name and I'm like, what, what's the problem? From some of the people who are, you know, what we call the top of the game, right? And you're like, what's the problem? But whatever it is, I don't have a problem with the way she does her business. It works for her. No one's ever said they've she's stolen any money or not done her job. So for all the folks who are looking for PR, welcome, Miss Kat. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm good. How are you, Kellen? Again, blessed by the best and so happy to have you on here because I'm not going to just do like some traditional, you know, oh, how did you get into PR? No, we, I, I might do that later, maybe on a round two. Um, but with you, I mean, you've been doing this so strong. I want you to be like a vessel to that person who is struggling with public relations. This is a calling for you. How do you? get your clients and how do you just stay, you know, one step ahead of many publicists who have had to go out of business, especially during that pandemic? Like, how do you do what you do, Kat? Um, honestly, I, everything I do is word of mouth. I've never done any marketing for myself. People always ask me, well, why don't you do your own PR? Um, I, like you said, I'm very behind the scenes. And I kind of put my head down and do the work, which a lot of PR people just would rather focus on their own name, which is great for them. But honestly, the more time you're putting into one thing, the less time you're putting into something else. So because I put in the time to my actual clients and not into promoting myself, I'm actually doing the hard work, which a lot of people sometimes forget to do. Um, so I really think that just doing a good job for one client is going to speak numbers on your behalf because that person might have five friends. And I have one client that literally I, I've done her PR for five years and she just told her friends, her family, her aunt, her uncle, she told every single person about me. And that it's to me is the best thing that you can do for a small business is really just refer them. Um, and again, I've never had to do any PR for myself. I've never had to market myself. This is only word of mouth. And I never bite off more than I can chew, meaning that I don't like to take on too many clients because then the work and quality gets watered down. So um, I kind of stick to my top clients and I do a really good job for them. And like I said, keep my head down and stay behind the scenes. And I'm a lot of people's uh, best kept secret is what people, my, my clients say. They don't want to share me, but the ones that know that I need the work or, you know, that I tell them, Hey, look, do you have any, 
anyone else and they'll send me a ton of people. So that's really why and how I do what I do. And I, co- I cover all different industries, so I don't limit myself on a specific niche. I can handle any type of PR. Everybody needs PR. So it can be a home design client. It can be a wine client. It doesn't matter. I find a way to be creative and to get them press and make their story interesting. And that that is what makes a good publicist, in my opinion. And for the young publicists coming up, you know, I've talked to you about sometimes, you know, you'll have specials and prices. I'm like, Kat, how do you eat? And how did, you know, how did you, how, how do you eat? Because prices are just going up and up. And the expectations of the publicist, it's like, well, make me as famous as, you know, Nike. But it's like, you know how much Nike is spending on their ad spend? And, you know, they have a team of people. And that, you know, how do you like your business model say, look, I'm still going to give you guys a fair price. And I'm telling you guys, Kat has the fairest prices. Don't come to me for a fair price. I'm like the Instagram reels, Uh, you know. Don't come to me for a fair price. I ain't got the best price, but I, you know, I got the best work. I'm one of those type of things, right? But what you do is so needed, and I've given you money, right? I've, 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 I've hired her. So I'm telling you guys, a publicist too sometimes needs a publicist. So how do you do that with your business model? Because you know, I, I at one point I just thought you were a blue blood. I was like, okay, Cat is either going for sainthood or she's the blue blood and she you know that's why she's in the private planes and first class trains and all that no I honestly um first of all that about the the high class trains and planes uh PR is really all about who you know and if I do something for a client that you know I get them in an article or a magazine or something that they are like she's valuable that to to them is the most important thing And, you know, I never ask for anything. Like I don't need favors. I don't need any of that, but it's kind of like karma. If you do something for someone, it kind of just, it's good energy that keeps on giving. Um, And with my prices, I think that I've kind of kept them at a very low level because my target market are like small entrepreneurs that they might've called like 15 PR firms that are charging them five grand, 10 grand. I can do the same thing for less money. And the reason is, is because I also freelance for agencies that pay for all these, you know, services and things, resources. So I'm just smart with the way I run my business and I'm fair and I'm honest. And I don't try to scam people off thousands of dollars when I can do it for an hour of time. Um, So that's just the way that I run my business. And um, look, I've had, a lot of comments from family members and friends that they see what I'm doing and they see the value and they say, you need to raise your prices. So I actually have raised my prices <laughs> because of, you know, the fact that I know my value and the people around me know my value and they are pushing me to raise my prices just because my time is valuable. Um, so I have actually raised my prices, but I'm still extremely fair. And, you know, if you didn't have the prices that you have for some of your clients, they would not have had PR, you know, um, because they call, you say 15 places, they call so many places and that's why we all have to know each other. So we know what's charging because I'll easily tell someone, nope, no, um, I don't have that special going on, but I know someone who may. 
So boom, here, okay. you know, here's their email. You can holler at them. Or here's a number, right. here's a social media, you can holler at them. And, you know, it's never to turn anyone away. Most publicists want to be helpful and they want you, you know, the client to succeed. We're the most, you know, indispensable part of their, their plan sometimes, because as soon as they get, you know, up to a certain level, or if they feel, um, you know, the prices are too high, they cut you like that. Um, but you need PR folks. And so with that being said, you also have had some of the most interesting, if not totally crazy <laughs> clients. You and I have talked about it behind the scenes. I'm not gonna say any names, but you have had some folks like, wow, this person, somebody call the police. I've called people in their <laughs> cities like, hey, go check on her or him. They need a wellness check. Like that's real talk. <laughs> so how do you find those people because they're nice people, but some of them are loco en la cabeza. Yeah, I mean, there some of them I really get referred from other people. And then I realize, you know, there's a screw missing. They seem normal in the beginning. And then there's like some kind of switch, you know. So most of them, you know, don't end up working out or I do very little for them. But, you know, at the same time, I also feel like it brings up a giant issue that many of us are dealing with, which is mental health, you know, um, and the fact that people are so afraid to talk about it and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all human. We all want to share our opinions. We all listen to podcasts. We all uh, are watching the news. So um, in isolation or dealing with a pandemic or dealing with inflation or supply chain. I mean, all of these things are very scary things. We're in the middle of a war. Um, people need an outlet. So I kind of, I'm kind of a burner style type person where I don't judge people as harshly as other people should. Like what is considered crazy? You know what I'm saying? So I don't like to put labels on people and I like to be fair and give everybody a chance to tell their story. So that's the way that I see it. And honestly, I've become a kinder person because of it and a more tolerant person. Um, and I think that that's really what our world is made up of all different kinds of people. Not all of them are mentally healthy. Not all of them are look the same. Not all of them act or behave the same like what is an appropriate behavior i think a lot of things right now in our climate are being called into question so i like to give everybody a fair chance and look sometimes it doesn't work out because the client is not prepared or they don't know how pr works or they you know their answers aren't true to how they are supposed to answer but at the same time um I think that's what makes me and my company and my clients unique. They all do very different things and they have unique perspectives and they're not afraid to show their colors. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and again, I've done the interviews and I, I, I air them. But, you know, those I live in a, a different bubble. So if it's I'm like, oh, OK, if you say it. Why not? Why not explore? I mean, it is my, you know, my business show is diversified game. So I'm not <laughs> running from anything. Um, honestly, if you ever, I know you don't deal with this, but if you ever have like the grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan as a client, I, I want to talk to them, you know, because I've talked to them before. 
I mean, I've had I, previous I, I, I almost got... Yeah, I've had some interesting yeah. plans. Like I had the previous prime minister of the Ukraine the day before the Ukraine war started. Like the timing of everything, it's just crazy. I've had some interesting coincidental clients. Wow. Now let me ask you to, to get that client because your last name, it could be Russian, Jewish, or it could be, you know, you could be U Ukrainian yourself, German. origin, like German, German full German. Okay. Um, how do you get as a, you know, a, the prime minister of Ukraine, how do you get that type of client? Again, hey, that's crazy in itself. Here you are in Miami and you get, how'd you do it? Because I'm open. That's the whole point. I take on different clients and I'm open to all different kinds of clients. And I had a political client that said, you did an incredible job for me. I have a relationship with the prime minister of the Ukraine. He's in a bunker right now. Are you willing to pitch his op-ed out for him? There's no way to communicate with him, but can you do it? I said, absolutely. And this was before the war had started. This was like the day before the war, like news broke out. So he probably knew what it was coming because he was in a bunker. But that's what I'm saying. It's, I don't turn people down easily. If somebody has an interesting story and I can pitch it and I can get it press, why not? That's my job, right? So why be so stringent on the types yeah. of clients that I take? And I get a lot of referrals that way, a lot. Can you educate the people who say, okay, I'm going to call her. Um, how many times and how much, how much follow-up does it take for you to get press? Because a lot of people think, oh, you guys just send one email and boom, it's done. And, you know, we, we get hundreds of emails sometimes a day. So sometimes you're like, you don't mean to ignore anyone, but sometimes, you know, Outlook will start filtering stuff to junk or the, the later thing because the later file, because it's like you're getting too much mail. So how much follow-up does it take? Because I know sometimes you even text me and I'm like, we didn't miss this one, did we? I'm looking at my people like, I want this one. Yeah, so no. Tell, yeah. teach the people. Yeah, it's a lot of follow-up because you you have to kind of put in your mind that first you you pitch a client. You know, then if people don't respond, you have to follow up. But even if you do get a response, right? Let's say you get an interview for your client. Then you have to follow up on a time. You have to send follow up with images. You have to follow up to see when the piece comes out. You have to follow up to make sure your client is on time for the interview. I mean, there's so many pieces to the PR puzzle that, again, that's why I'm in the background and people don't realize how much work is actually going into all of this. But you have to follow up for every little part of the process, which would, is what makes a good publicist. If you drop the ball on one of these follow-ups, you're going to get have a bad relationship with the media and with your client because it's like, oh, I didn't follow up. I was supposed to follow up. Well, follow-up is like the key to PR. If you don't have good follow-up, you're not a good publicist. And I'm sorry, it might piss some people off. And that might be why some people get really pissed at me because I follow up a lot. And sometimes it's like people can can rub people the wrong way. They could say, you know, it's too much follow-up, but I'd rather follow up too much than not enough so that I can get results. Because then if you don't follow up, you're not getting any results for your clients and you're not a good PR person. Okay. 
and talking about good PR people, I said it in the beginning, you know, you might not um, be the most like, I've only heard women not like you. And let me also, um, you know, cause you hear the rumbles, right? And I'm like, you hear the rumbles on certain groups we're a part of and you're, and people, everyone's complaining. Everyone, oh, they don't like me because of this. They don't right. like me because of that. Oh, and then it's like, oh, no, that person, so-and-so doesn't like her. And I'm like, why? And it's, and it's, and, and I have to say this, it, white women, especially. I'm like, why do oh, other white women yeah. not like Kat? Or is it because she has so many black right. clients that they want? Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but how have you been able to handle that? Because before you answer, I thought when I first met you many moons ago, I thought you were a model. The way I saw you, like your pictures, I'm like, okay, she's on, she's on the plane. Okay, she looks like she's at least six one, six two. Okay, so she's a PR per professional who also wants to model. Maybe she'll have a TV show in a year. So that was my, you know, first thing before I got to like know you and so okay, you really do this. But why do you think you get the hate if it's not the price? What is it? I think it's um, just a lot of PR people are not open to working with other PR people and women are catty and I'm not a white woman. I'm a Latina. So I have seen that vibe from other women and it's very sad because I'm the total opposite. The same way I'm open about clients. I'm open to working with anyone, working with all types of people, no matter what their race, what their color, what their religion, how they're doing their job. And honestly, I think it's a little bit of jealousy and a little bit of people just hating on people. You know, there's a lot of cyber bullying these days and I don't follow the rules of traditional PR or the way it's supposed to be. So it might rub some traditional folks the wrong way, um, but I'm not afraid of it. You know, I, I don't hide behind my computer and start wasting my time talking bad about other people because I do the work. Um, I love what I do. And the best thing you could do is rise above all the hate and just be positive and love your life. And obviously there's something missing in that person's life that makes them feel that they have to take it out on the internet and people on the internet. Um, but I'm not sure what I've done to upset people. I just know that there's a lot of hate right now in general and a lot of hate on the internet. And the best thing you could do is be strong and be confident in yourself and the work that you're doing. At the end of the day, just ask yourself if you're happy. And for me, I ask myself that question every day and I'm always happy. I'm always happy with my job. I'm always happy with my clients. I'm always happy with the people around me, my family, my friends. Those are the people that matter to me. So if you want to talk bad about me, go ahead. But at the end of the day, there's something missing in you that you need to work on and you're, you're using that energy to, to hurt other people. So I don't take it personally because at the end of the day, I'm making the people that I care about happy. I don't care about other PR people that are, that are jealous or upset about something like that's not gonna, that's not gonna affect my day. So it's all about how you respond to situations in my opinion. And just to clarify, so, you know, anybody can do public relations nowadays. You know, you went to Michigan, um, shout out to the Wolverines, but you also went to NYU and you really studied this. So you went to, you know, some great schools, some, uh, some may say overpriced schools for the budgets and, you know, what people are paying back 
now. Um, so glad to be done with Sally Mae personally. But so you really studied this. I, I want people to know that because PR is always changing. So if you have, I've been fired from places, you know, I was told you can't stay here on the Hill um, for the Congress member because you're doing things that are different. You just made her and put her on MySpace on, you know, Facebook. It's like, what? I'm going to get in trouble for that. That's what PR, we're supposed to, you know, engage with, with the people. But every, every sector has its way of doing things. I just want people to know you have the education because I don't want people to hear the last thing I said. I thought you were a model, like you didn't go to school and you haven't done this hundreds of times, you know, if, if not more. Can you talk about the community give back that you've also been able to do or one that you would like to do in the future? Yeah, of course. Um, so basically, I am actually starting my own PR launch program to help students and, you know, individuals who like don't have any experience or that don't have education or that want to know more about PR. Um, I'm going to help those people because I feel like, just like you said, like the game is changing, social media is expanding, we're all on the computer now. Uh, PR has really changed over the last 10 years, especially from my graduation from NYU in 2007. And I want to be able to help people adapt to that change and kind of see things from a different perspective of the PR then and the PR now and how you can do it yourself and help other people and help your own business. And the goal is to help small business owners, women like myself, you know, people that are starting their own brands. Uh, companies that are in need of help. Um, so that's something that I'm actually working on for 2023 and in development right now. Awesome. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. You guys, I think I hear the helicopter in the background for Kat. So I want you to tell the people where they can find you, where they can tap in, you know, best. Are you best on Instagram, LinkedIn, or is it your website? So I actually have um, my regular website is dotelpublicity.com, but I'm also a luxury travel writer. So I also can be found on catfleischman.com, F-L-E-I-S-C-H-M-A-N. People forget the C. Um, and I'm also on Instagram as catdotel, K-A-T-D-O-T-E-L-L. -L. And then my PR company is do tell PR at do tell PR D O T E L L P R. That sounds great. You guys have been blessed with the game. Now, the most important thing to do, especially for you entrepreneurs, is to go to the website and go to all those places, tap in, send your information, give your budgets. We love when you have your budget already set because then we know where you're at. But even more importantly, after you do that, I want you to share the game. This will change somebody's life. You guys, be blessed. Stay tuned. Hi, guys. I'm Kai Gabiam from the Diaspora Channel, a lover of Africa. If you love Africa as well, and you would love to visit one day or to relocate to Africa, there is a course out there for you. And this course is my first trip to Africa, a course well put together by a seasoned traveler, Kellen Cash Coleman. This course 
is designed to prepare you to travel better, which will save you both time and money. And the great news is this course costs only $20, guys. It can't get any better. Go right now and enroll to this course at www.diversifygame.com. Don't miss out. <laughs>